This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, it's me, Stanford Chidge, and it's another edition of the wonderful In Off The Post show. The show where our listener corresponds with us and writes ten emails under different names, because there is only one listener, and uh, there is there is, there is only one co-host, it's, it's Jonathan Kidd! It's me, I do it. You can't be the writer and the listener and the co-host, mate, there's too many yes. hats, mate, too many hats. Uh, talking of hats, I see you're wearing your. What did Paul Crowder refer to it last night? Your compo, uh, compo lookalike competition, wasn't it? Yes, we were both yeah. looking like that. Yes, yes. It was good fun last night. Yeah, the excellent show last night. Yeah, yeah. Paul was terrific. Yeah. So was Tony. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. The angle that Tony comes at is great, actually. But I love the fact that he get, we get, always gets slightly uh, resentful that he has, is agreeing with me. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the point is, is that when, you know, I think when the issues are serious, it's 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 easier to find agreement, isn't it? Sometimes mm. things are just plain not right or, or, yeah. or sometimes things are just plain right and sometimes things are just plain wrong. And I think we're in one of those situations. I, I think it's always really quite interesting. It always amuses me that, I mean, on Mixler last night, we had probably double the amount of listeners that we normally do. Yeah. Okay, and and that always happens when the shit hits the fan at Chelsea, and I I, I don't want to blow smoke up our ass because I think it's most unbecoming that we should do that ourselves, but I have a hunch that when the shit hits the fan, it's it's us people turn to at Chelsea, and I'm I'm really I'm feeling a bit teary. I'm quite touched by yeah, that. Yeah, if that's the, yeah. if that is in fact the case, but it's it's reasoned debate, isn't it, from people who've been watching the the, the club, watching the team for years. So have a, a a perspective on it from from a a, a a supporter who constantly watches the team. So and has been, as I say, for you know, in my case, since since they were founded in 1905. Yeah. Well, I thought it was even before that, Jake. Before even before they existed, I had them in my mind. Yeah, but so so yeah, I, I, I yeah, it is a it is a um, a pat on the back, isn't it for for. Mm. For, uh, I'm for a bit uncomfortable show. at patting ourselves on the back, I have to admit. But uh, so I shall stop right now. Uh, anyway, we have loads of emails as always, and to kick it off, uh, the intriguingly named uh, J.K. Michael LeBerf Murray. Do you think that's his real name? I think you? it is actually. I think it, we, yeah. he adopted that as his middle name. But he actually called himself LeBouf. That's because I spelt it wrong. Ah, uh, it's because you spelt it wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was thinking, hmm, Leboeuf is that something? Because Leboeuf is like Shay, Shay Leboeuf, the actor, yeah. isn't it? But also, we're also um, 
uh, a buffet, buffet is to stuff yourself when eating. Yes. As as in, but as in a buffet, which is slightly different, which is just to eat. A, eat a, off a, there is an off, e. There is an e missing. I, an e I, missing. I accept yes, yes, all yes. responsibility for my illiteracy. Le buff, le buff. Okay, Michael Le Buff Murray, dearest, our oh, dearest. I like it when you put dearest, Michael. That's really lovely. Thank you, Stanford Chidge, and you've maintained this thing we were thinking of getting rid of the duke of kid duke 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 of kid duke duke anyway um how are you both feeling after this long two-week international break well since the sacking we're feeling slightly elated but now pissed off i've written a little poem about potter so i thought i would email in and see what you guys thought here we go <laughs> Rubbing the hands together. Can you hear should, this? Before you do this, I, I should say oh. that we've obviously got a lot of pre-Potter pre and post-Potter mails this week. So yes. some of them were yes. written before Sunday. That's, yes. so but we, might, can, yeah. we, can, we can fill that in and saying this is this is just prior to the, uh, the sacking. So uh, anyway, down the Fulham Road is where I used to go. But since Potter has joined, I don't want to go. Playing like Brighton is not the way. Bring back AVB or even Conte. <laughs> Potter out is what we chant, but winning the league, we've got more chance. But at the end of the day, I'm proud to say I'm a Chelsea Blue, even if Potter stays. Hope this brings you both a little laugh. Oh, no, that's the end. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this brings you both a little laugh. Up the Chelsea and keep the faith. Well, that's the best part of the rhyme as well, isn't it? Hope this hope this brings you both a little laugh. Up the Chelsea and keep the faith. From Michael LeBeau, Michael LeBeau, Murray, spelled properly. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows how to spell his own name, you know, unlike yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Unlike you, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's sweet. That's a sweet, sweet poem. I love it. I love it. But... Um, um, uh, I don't think we ever pot chanted Potter out. I think there was a kind of dreadful um, uh, acceptance that it was he was there for the rest of the season. Because when I was at um, what game was I at? at Tottenham, some bloke at the uh, after the two 0 loss um, was behind me and just went, uh, uh, "Wait, what Potter out? Wait, what Potter out?" Expecting people to join in, and everybody just went, yeah. oh, God. It all "Stumbled out, all left early." Yes, I know. But that's worse. I think, you know, diffidence is, is, is yeah. you know, yeah. well, the kind of acceptance of the awfulness of it. But yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Now we now with the fact that it's it's over and it's finished is is you can just look back in the complete disbelief that we put up with that. Well, I mean, I really am. I'm now it's, I'm, I'm now angry. My joy has gone into anger of the, the disbelief that the club put us through that shit. I mean, for God's sake. So he had the worst ratio of wins of any manager in the Premier League for us. I mean, for goodness sake. Which is why I called him Graham Potterfield back in the day. Oh, uh, you were absolutely right, Chidge. Absolutely. I mean, he did have Potterfield vibes because Potter, sorry, Pot, uh, Porterfield was genuinely a nice guy, but out of his depth. I mean, yeah. it, we know, we, we remember it, you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's not that long ago. Uh, and and I, I mean, you know, I'll re reiterate what I said on the show last night. I mean, I've got no personal animus against uh, Graham Potter. He's clearly a lovely, decent chap, really nice bloke. But I'm sorry, old old Bean, you're just not right for us. And you were out of your depth, and I'm afraid it showed. But there you go. Now, this is a slightly... Uh, it's actually off off the main uh, topic on the menu, which, of course, is, is post-Potter now. This is from our, our chum, Andrew Douglas, who... Uh, we had a bit of a run in with and then uh, we all became very good buddies, which I like to see. Um, he says, Dear Chidge and JK, 
Further to my last email, read the, uh, read the picture of me in the paper holding the Dennis the Menace banner. Now, this was, and he does, he will go on to say this. Uh, this is from the Wolves Away, very famous Wolves Away match in 77. Um, and Dennis the Menace, you can't ban a Chelsea fan. Now, it is the famous you can't ban a Chelsea fan match because we were banned because we were naughty. And yet we filled the ground, as we often did. And Dennis Howell was the Labour uh, government sports minister at the time, hence the Dennis the Menace banner. And anyway, I thought I'd better give you a bit of context. And he says, I, as I said, in a previous email, I could never find the photo of myself holding this banner, and I wish I had kept the paper. The one on Google Images is not me. Anyway, I, d- I decided to contact Coventry Library, thinking that they may keep old copies of newspapers on microfiche. They passed me on to Coventry Archives and a young lady called Francesca contacted me. I retold my story and explained why I wanted a copy of the photograph. She came back to me and said, what an interesting story, and followed this up with, my dad and brother are massive Chelsea fans. They'll be interested in this. What are the chances? Anyway, Francesca went above and beyond what I expected. She first tried the Coventry Saturday evening paper. No joy. Then should then then she realised that the uh, I think it means then she realised that the Birmingham Mercury Sunday paper was sold across the Midlands. Bingo! Apparently it was on their front page. See attached photo. That's me on the right, holding the left hand side of the banner, and my mate Tony on the other end. No need to read this out. Oops, it's too late, Andrew. <laughs> I, 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 I contacted you because I thought you might be interested in this bit of Chelsea history. All the best, guys. Well, I think every need to read it out, Andrew, because it's it, it, it's it's a wonderful bit of Chelsea history, something it's that we're brilliant. all about. It's a yeah. brilliant piece of history to know that you were the guy with the banner. Fantastic. It's fantastic to know. I love all of this. I love, you know, Mark Meehan saying that they all dressed up as the Blues Brothers and went up watch the Man City game. I love I love all of that the, the 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 mad thing the things that people got up to supporting Chelsea absolutely brilliant to get that wow superb and of course we'll now know what he looks like when he turns up to the pub although yeah, probably have, not because it's about what, long 40 hair. years ago nearly yeah long hair and a very little fresh face yeah, yeah. mate great stuff honestly um we, we love that kind of stuff as you well know so there you go and I hope you're well mate uh next one hi Chich and JK from Gary Moore Gary Moore. Gary Moore, the blue, the guitarist. Thin Lizzy, Gary, mate. The, yeah, Thin Lizzy. Yeah. No, he, 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 he wasn't. He died, mate. He died. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Right. I just I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you knew. I know. No, I was just maintaining the fiction for a couple of moments. You know, I was going to play a f- series of, of riffs that would be. You're going to play time. a Gary Moore song. It's Parisian Walkways. Uh, hey, well, you've just you've blown what I was going to do. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're not, I was gonna we're, not, go, we're not in sync today, are we? No, we're not. I was. We will be. I was going to go. Then I was going to say no, 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 no. That 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 he didn't play on that one. No, hang on. Then I was going to go. Um. Um. No, he didn't play on that one. Then I was going to go. Um. And you'd have said Parisian walkways, but um, that got. I fucked it, didn't I? Fucked it completely. Never mind, eh? Good stuff. Oh, dear. I'll go, I'll go out and come back in, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take two. No, we won't. No, yeah. we won't. Yeah. Hi, Chidge and JK. Uh, this is another Gary Moore, obviously. Just thought I'd drop you a line to say how much enjoying your podcast. Thank you very much, Gary. Very sweet of you. I'm a relative newcomer, having been recently introduced to your podcast by my son, Dave Moore, currently milking 2,000 cows in Australia. 
Blimey, he must have a got a decent herd there, isn't he? Two thousand ewes are. Um, I've been sorry that was stereotypical. Should be glad I got a decent herd. No, that's even more stereotypical. Um, I've been meaning to write Bonza, uh, mate, Bonza, but Bonza, yeah, right, Bluey, yeah. No, the one's again terribly stereotypical. <laughs> I Cobber, no, sorry, I didn't say that. No, um, I've been meaning to write earlier, but every time I have this really great point to bring up as to why we we're going down the drain this season or why we should sack or keep Potter, you, J.K., are one of your guests beats me to it frustrating but at least i think i'm on the same wavelength the reason i'm writing now is to thank you for the fantastic series of 50 years of chelsea this is the exact period that covers my support for the chelsea having started supporting chelsea as an eight-year-old back in the 1969-70 season i'm working my way through the series it's bringing back so many memories such a lot of new background information i wasn't aware of at the time with not being from the london area i didn't get any local news reports so my only source of information back in the day were snippets for, um, from the national was, was snippets from the national newspaper and the social media of the day, which was generally shoot magazine. <laughs> yes, I used to get that as well. Growing up in Nottingham, I was the only Chelsea fan in a two thousand pupil all male comprehensive school. Wow, um, and have been the only only Chelsea fan in every workplace I've been in. So I've spent my life uh, avoiding being punched. No, I've spent my life being on the receiving end of the classic jibes from mainly Forest fans, although they've now shut up about two European Cups. Uh, back in the day, I attended all the matches that I, I went to on my own, mainly local away games, Forest, Derby, Leicester, and surprisingly, even Notts County on a few occasions, and the rare sortie down to the bridge. If I recall correctly, uh, I, went, uh, I went into a sabbatical in 1979 after spending a cold Wednesday night getting soaked wet through on the soaked wet through on the forest Bridgeford end, seeing them put six past us. Yes, I was there too. Shush! Ah, oh, don't bring that back! Um, I followed as an armchair supporter for the next decade or so before reviving the live interest when I took my son to his first Chelsea match against Leicester to see us prevail with goals from Hasselbank, the great Hasselbank. I'm so pleased that he's now working with England and his zero hero and his zero hola <laughs> and his hero Zola. That started us going whenever we were able to get tickets. We're both members, but don't get me started on trying to get tickets to matches this year, with us managing to get down to a few games a year and a few away matches. With the exception of Dave, my son, who was indoctrinated into the Chels from a very early age. Good on you. Good on you, Gary. I've no one to discuss the ups and downs and turmoils with. And boy, do we discuss those at length. Thank God for free FaceTime calls to Australia. Yeah, they're very beneficial, aren't they? Yeah. So it's fascinating to listen to you guys discuss the ins and outs of the week's events and speculations as to what is to come. It, I'm always pleased, Gary, when we get them right, because we frequently have no clue. We're just making a kind of deduction. Um, so just finished 74-75 season off to Division 2. Keep up the good work and up the chills, up the chills. Um, Gary Moore, fine mail, Gary, fine mail. Lovely to hear, and lovely to hear that you're uh, you're still listening. Mm. Uh, that you have been listening. You sorry that you've you've just new to the uh, um, relatively new. I'd like to know when you started listening. Actually, you, just, you didn't say relatively new. Couple of years, I think. Maybe I don't know. A couple of years, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's good to it's good. Father and son writing in as well. I like I like oh, that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Keep in touch, Gary. You know, I mean, we occasionally hear of the odd spare ticket going. So uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a way to come, isn't it, I presume? But uh, anyway, you know where The annoying thing is we always get the spares almost on the evening, yeah, don't we? it's very lastminute.com. It's, it's lastminute people can't make it for work or whatever because we're on a WhatsApp group and it's been happening today. People go, oh, I can't come tonight. Oh, two two sorry. spares today, both gone, spares. I hasten to add. Yeah, yeah gone pretty immediately, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yes, good stuff, good yeah. mail. I mean, the other thing I would say, I mean, obviously Gary's enjoying the... Uh, the uh, 50 years shows uh, which we love to do i mean it, they, they take a lot of work uh, it takes me and mark a, a good you know few days to kind of put it together and do you know, just remind ourselves what the bloody hell happened do a bit of research um and i frankly just don't have time during the season because there's always so much going on uh, you know this weekend being a classic example but uh it does give us something to do in the summer when of course there's no football going on so uh Expect us to carry on with those in the summer. I can't remember where we are now. We're about two thousand and five, six is the next one, I think. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So we'll be picking those up as soon as the season's finished. So watch this space. Right. Uh, email four from Tate Osborne. Good day. I think that's good day, not good day. Uh, well, shit day actually, because it looks like we're going to lose once again. I'm writing this email directly after Potter killed the game by putting our best player and largest attacking threat to centre back. I can't be bothered with this man anymore. I have so many questions about this dross, and I think my head is exploding uh, as it can't contain them. So I'm spilling them out here. Answer them if you can, but you probably can't. Who the fuck knows what's going on in Potter's brain? I don't think even he does. Why play the best ring, wing, right wing back in, in the world at centre-back? Cheek did all right, I think, so it's nothing against him, but he's not James, is he? Piggybacking off what, well, what's better than, uh, piggy, sorry, start that again. Piggybacking off that, what's better than playing one full-back in centre-back? Playing two. Playing two full-backs in a back three with possibly our least composed centre-back in Koulibaly. Badia Shiel has been one of our best defenders since we signed him and Trev was one of our best before the World Cup. Yet two full-backs at centre-back and a midfielder at wing-back. It seems our game plan is, is to get it to the sides of the box and cross. Why are we crossing into the box where Konza, 6'2", Ming, 6'5", and Martinez, 6'5", stand? Our front three is Mudrik... Felix and Kai, for fuck's sake. When City don't play Haaland, they very rarely cross in the air because they know they won't win the headers. We don't have a Haaland figure up front, so why is that our game plan? When we go down a goal, why keep James centre-back? I want to see Potter realise whatever he does isn't working and make a change early. Bring on Badia Shield and put James in his best position. But no, that makes too much sense. Now, the one that pissed me right off and sparked this email. Why on earth... Do you put our best player, best attacker, most dangerous threat at centre-back? It just makes no sense whatsoever. Chile was immense until Potter nullified our entire flow down the left by putting him in the back three. Why didn't Mount come on? We're chasing a goal, and if anyone in our squad cares, it's him. Saw videos of him clapping the fans. Huge respect. Hope he stays. We're bottom half now. Actually, dreadful. I don't care if it needs to be worse to get better. Being this bad with the squad we have is beyond worse. Whatever Potter could build for us in the future, if given time, doesn't seem worth it. Emery proved today the difference it actually it makes to actually having a competent manager in the dugout. Since he's come in, beginning of November, they've won eight, we've won four. They've scored 24, we've scored 12. Look, people can say Potter isn't the one out there on the pitch making the mistakes. I get that Cooley Bally and Cucurella decided not to communicate and then Cucurella thought flicking it into 
uh, it, <laughs> flicking onto Watkins was a good idea. I get Mudrick has to score, but I do believe that t- the team is a reflection of the manager. Potter being uninspiring can fuel these mistakes by not being decisive. It feels a moot point complaining about the referee, but Madley was absolutely dire. No consistency in the fouls and yellows and disallowing Chile's goal was ridiculous. Not an excuse for the loss, but the standard of refereeing in this league is just so poor. Our stats versus the top 10 this season, 13 played, 1 win, 7 losses, 16 conceded and 7 scored. Tuchel debuted for Bayern at the same time as our game today. He crushed Dortmund and we struggled versus Villa. In the 18th minute, we conceded. In the 18th minute of De Classica, Bayern scored. Poetic. Some of Tuchel's words after their game. I was very nervous for my first game. The first 10 minutes weren't good as well as the first few minutes of the second half. We lost many balls. The willingness to work against the ball was great. We missed a lot of chances and goals got gifted. We have to improve. It was a tough game against the league leaders with a lot of pressure, so I can understand why not everything worked today. Potter said it was a good performance from us because the stats say so. And he also said the classic line, the boys gave everything again. They really did. (laughs) I hate to keep going back to Tuchel, but the standard between the two is enormous. To end on something of a positive, it was great to see Conte back. Chilwell is world class. What a player, truly. Love his passion too. Ah! Tate, yeah, I, we feel your pain, mate, and thank God he's gone. I, I think just reminding us we did really all of this on the show last night, didn't we? All yeah, I mean, he's he's reminding us really all the points that we made, and quite right too. Do you know what we didn't talk a lot about last night, which I picked up from uh, Tate's email here? One is why Mount didn't come on, and two, it was good to see Kante come back on. Actually, we didn't really talk about that too much, did we? No, we did. We did. We discussed him. I just said that uh, that he came and played him at. Um... He put him on at centre forward. But it was good to see remember. him come back. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. 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 And why? Fact, why no Mount? Yeah. Well, I I don't think he he's got a place for Mount if he keeps Felix on, because Felix appears to be doing a kind of Mount type. But this of, this is this is getting in. See, this is another thing. You know, we should write a book on wank managers. Basically, this this is the whole you can't play Gerard and Lampard in the same team or Skulls and Lampard in the same team bullshit. Find a yeah, fucking yeah, but, find but a think, fucking way, mate. No, I think, I, but also I think it's it's because it, I'm 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 protecting Potter here. I'm I'm giving him an excuse. I think he placed Felix more on the left, and he was quite happy with. Well, he was happy. Well, he obviously needed a change, but you know, it, to change two players in the 55, 55th minute is just bizarre for me. Anyway, I don't get it. I don't get these early changes that just replacements. You know, if he's going to change the pattern of the team or something, I can understand. But his substitutions have been his in-game management's been awful as well, hasn't it? So, but um, the very fact that Conte, I'm intrigued to see where Conte plays tonight. Actually, we're or, doing, if, if he does, if he does play against Liverpool, yeah. If he doesn't, if he starts, they may be managing him. I mean, am I my, the ridiculous business of this? He's he's now become a consultant because he's trying to make the process go smoothly. He's 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 going to be talking to his 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 assistant coach, Bruno, makes me wilt with despair because does this not mean that he's still involved in the selection of the side? I thought the idea was you had a clean break, not that the ex-manager you know, was in your ear telling you what you should be doing to make it smooth. I mean, I'd, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. Um, 
But we'll see with the selection. I mean, he should really play Kante from the beginning and make the team, you know, the two instances. Let's look for the three world-class players. Ch Chile, Chile made the odd mistake, but I, I like, I, I, I think Chile's enthusiasm uh, uh, and abilities are fantastic. And he, to me, he's, he is he, really a, a, a absolutely a hugely important piece in the success of the side, along with Reese, obviously, who has to play wing back for fuck's sake. But then, where do you? How do you fit Kante in? Well, this I, is. I mean, you know what? Really... I I had a bit of a bit of a fucking, you know, bad moment, as Carlo would say. I think with my team selection last night, because actually, what I should have done. Well, I kind of did say this a little bit, but I think maybe if you want to get Kante in the side, you've got to play, and you want to have your wing backs. Then you play three-five-two, and you just have Felix and Havertz up front doing a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, what they should do. Yeah, because actually, yeah. the you know what I didn't really say because I said play Mount up with them, and that all kicked off, didn't it? But the fact of the matter is, if none of these players, I mean, if we've got too many, it goes back to last season's argument: too many wingers, too many wingers. They're not enough, not enough kind of creative, kind of forty type players. So they don't fucking play them. Get your width from the wing backs. Play two up front, Felix and Havertz. And have uh, you know a five-man midfield, with, and that gets Kante, Kovacic, and, and Fernandez playing together. But you're absolutely right. In fact, they've bought too many wingers, yeah. haven't they? Well, it was, this has always been the case. He's got he's got Sterling, Pulisic, Mandweke, uh, and Ziyech, and and Zia and Mudrik now, and and we don't we need a midfielder, another goalkeeper, and uh, a defensive midfielder, and um, and a centre forward. And we've got bought all of this. So what was Potter telling? Because Potter's been involved in these purchases, obviously. Because well, they were in we, we suspect because it was January. So at the moment, they yeah. So what the fuck? They, they've now not got a uh, uh, um, they've now not, not a balanced balanced series of players at all. So your theory about the club being absolutely screwed by this setup is being is really being um, played out for me. Um, and interestingly, the the thing we didn't discuss as well was how awful Madley was refereeing. Um, we, we didn't because we, we were so involved. We're talking about the uh, um, about the team selection and how dreadful Potter was. We we just he, he got off lightly, Madley, because Madley was, as you absolutely so rightly say here, um, uh, um, Tate. He was absolutely dire. He was uh, he was appalling, and. Um, uh, his there was one moment where um, their their goalie name I keep forgetting despite him having won the World Cup Martinez um, Martinez uh, was taking ages he was time wasting to take goal kick and he, he actually turned his back on the time wasting he just walked back to the centre circle which is exactly what um, Mariner did as well when when Pickford was time wasting and it's almost as if they don't want to engage in it. They they are, this is what I don't get, is by not doing anything, they are permitting time-wasting. They are allowing the opposition to cheat, which surely is not what the referee is there for. The referee is to say, no, these are the laws, you have to adhere to them. And um, apparently, we've now, I was told that next season they are going to be applying the law where if the goalkeeper doesn't get rid of the ball after six seconds it's a, a booking and an indirect free kick in the area but i why would they have they not been applying it because it's the law so uh, this ridiculous business of players standing over the ball when a free kick has been given the opposition standing over the ball when 
there was a period where if you didn't go back 10 yards, you got a yellow card. And kicking the ball away, there was a period where that was similarly a yellow card. Now we've gone back to this world where nothing happens. So what what is this? And and the, the other thing with obviously with um with VAR now, they let the referee make the decision and then don't look at it if they don't think they don't think that it's it's they think they allow him to make the decision to take the onus off them. And that was the, the situation with the uh, the Chilwell goal, because they he was right on top of it. But in any sane human being watching that would think, oh, um, what's his face? Um, uh, dived. Who's the who's the the Villa player? Young. Young. Yeah. Young clearly threw himself. It's uh, clearly he's attempting to to uh, um, if the ball happens to go in to stop it from being a, a goal. And it went in. But but also the rest of his his bizarre yellows and non yellows and fouls they were about. I mean, but and also a really good point about the fact that the um, uh, the centre halves were all you know six foot six foot and we are just playing balls into the air because if you look at City, absolutely good point. When City cities frequently play those lovely little balls along the ground, which of course is also what what Rhys James can do. Rhys James does that a lot. Those really early centres. When he gets the ball and just plays it first time, hooked around so it has a, a curve to it, goes into the centre, and um, frequently we don't have anybody in the end of it because the only person running into the penalty area is Chilwell, for fuck's sake. But but the very fact that all he did was just centre high, where, where you think, what are they doing on the training ground? Haven't you noticed this? So I think well, under Potter, we've had some of the most unimaginative, unintelligent uh, training that, that and tactics that surely if we can see what I, this is what my, my, my hatred of this whole thing, we can see what the problems are and nothing changes. Why on earth doesn't the manager see it? Because he's not good enough. Anyway, hey, I'm getting angry again. Um, we do the next one, but um, uh, well done, Tate. Fine, fine mail, fine mail. Um, they're, they're always good. Everything's good. I don't know why, but I don't, I don't bother to say it. They're all good. Um, uh, James Giffen. Good day. Good day, Chidge. J good, sorry. Good day, Chidge, JK, and other pissed off Chelsea fans. Yes. Fuck it. I'll say it if no one else wants to. Um, uh, I, I won't agree with this, but here we go. Mudrick is an absolute like-for-like -like replica of Werner. We've bought yet another dud. Oh, but he rinsed James Milner and dribbled past two others ten games ago. Our standards have dropped significantly if we think this clown is going to be any good. He'll be part of the loan army by January. Just you watch. Same to be said for Mudweki. Well, I'm I, I'm inclined to agree, agree with you with this, actually. He's too slow. I'm not sure he's slow. I just don't think he's good enough. What has he actually done since we bought him? Nothing. People will argue, yeah, but he's young. So fucking what? Good players. I'm not, it's him saying the fucking, by the way. Good players play well, no matter what the age. Another dud. Stop defending Kai Havertz. Have we seriously learnt nothing? He has one good game every five to ten games and a great game once or twice a season, and that's all. Three years nearly, and what, apart from the obvious, has he actually done that's significant? I noticed the Belinda Carlisle Best on Earth song hasn't been sung recently. Coincidence? No, he's fucking useless. Last of my upbeat ramblings, Graham Potter. <laughs> I know where this is going. For goodness sake, what are you trying to do? Reese James at, at, at right centre-back when Badia Shields on the bench. Are we as fans so thick we won't notice? I absolutely agree, James. That's that aspect. I fans looking and going what the fuck and what what is it with the five claps when something bad happens what are you clapping 
This is not sports day back at school. You're a grown man at an elite club with, I was going to say elite players, but that's questionable. You're absolutely right. This, this, because Tuchel, if something happened like that, would have gone ballistic on the touchline, like the, the strange kind of stick insect that he was. He'd have flicking his arms around. But uh, everything with Potter was a clap, everything. He has now got to go. And, of course, we're talking about this the, the two days after he's gone. I wasn't confident before the game, and after that semi-OK first half, I knew it wasn't getting better. His eyes were bloodshot when he was zoomed in on. It's not a good look for anyone, let alone manager of Chelsea. Todd, I hope you're listening. Cut your losses and get rid. Every day that goes by makes you look more stupid by insisting on keeping this imbecile. Drop your garb, move your pride to one side and employ someone that knows what he's doing. This cannot go on. Players will want to come back from pre-season if Potter's still there. They'll be sat with their agent begging for a move. There's an expat in Perth, Australia. I was so happy Chelsea came here a few years ago. Right now, if they were playing in my back up, I'd, I'd shut the curtains. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, James Giffen. I, I, I love Ripper, your bile. Ripper, mate. Ripper. I, I love your bile, James. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I, I just like to agree with you, with, uh, disagree with you about Mudrick. I think Mudrick actually is somebody that they should continue with because he is, uh, as I said on the show last night, he's like Billy Wiz. And if anybody old enough can remember, he was found a. I think if I remember rightly, he found a pair of boots and a. He's not talking about uh, rhyming slang from amphetamines, by the way. Just no, to indeed, indeed. Well, that. perhaps it may have come from there. Chuch, who knows? Yeah, I know it was a it was a Beano uh, character. The Beano, yeah, character, yeah. Who just was he wore the boots and was faster than everybody else. Um, and and I think, I think he's. I've, I just get the impression he's he's just not quite with it at the moment but I think he's got potential whereas Madweke I agree completely I, I, I'm not seeing anything that makes me think actually you're a, you know you're going to set the league alight or you're elite enough um, but uh, so I think he'll go on loan but I'm, I don't think well who knows what the next manager will do I mean I'm you know I would this is what I hope I, I find Mudrick's burst of speed away just absolutely outstanding he really is unbelievably quick and I don't think it's a it's a it's a another Werner thing. Um, uh, I think he's got more control than Werner. Uh, uh, but you're right. It's actually, hitting the target is something that Werner failed to do for us, and at the moment he's been failing as well. So, but I I you know I'm, I'm still willing to give him a go just because he's so quick. But I think once Sterling is fit again, I think he'll he'll the, the selection of the side will change completely. Um, 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 Kai. I think as we keep saying, Kai, it, Kai once again was playing centre forward at the weekend when we'd established that he, he, he's better playing the 10. And I think he's actually been a bit better um, when he's been playing behind somebody up front in the uh, in the three across the bat. But yeah, you, you know, you've got a point. It, once again, new manager. You know, what, what what's the new manager going to say? Um, and yeah, and Potter, or everything you've said is just, you know, about, uh, about Potter, the... Um, uh, this business about them being stupid. I think they're now looking stupid to club through having employed him. This is the trouble. Every day that goes by makes you look more stupid. Well, they have been unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's been one of the worst decisions ever made by a Premier League club. Yeah. It's, uh, absolutely. And that was always, always going to be the risk, I'm afraid. Right, that's uh, it for part one. But before we disappear, just a very quick reminder. We announced this on the show last night, but... Uh, we have got another Chelsea fan cast and the Troubadour presents live an afternoon with live, live uh, Johnny Boyle. Johnny Boyle, one of the kings of the King's Road, uh, played for us from the mid-60s into the early 70s. Um, 
didn't win an FA Cup medal with us because he didn't play and they didn't get medals for the subs in those days. I don't think they even had many subs, but uh, probably had one sub. But uh, he did win um, a, Euro a European Cup Winners' Cup medal with us in 71, played a very instrumental part in that, uh, in that campaign. And apart from all of that, he's actually one of the loveliest ex-players you will ever meet. He's got an encyclopedic knowledge about his time with the club. He's got a legendary scrapbook which has got like his original Chelsea contract, which he's, he kept everything. And he's got this in a scrapbook. He's going to bring that along. Uh, so he can talk all about the great uh, Kings of the Kings roadside. And uh, he's got an opinion or two about the current side too, actually. He's got some great stories about those days as well. I mean, I've interviewed him before and he's an absolute delight. So uh, this is one not to miss. So uh, it is on Sunday, April the 23rd. Uh, it's at the Troubadour Club, which is an old Brompton Road, as you know. Uh, the doors will open at 2.30, but we will kick off at 3 o'clock and we'll probably go on till about 6. And uh, knowing our slot, we will then decamp back to the pub next door, the Pembroke Arms, afterwards. Now, I hear you say, oh, but, 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 but the women are playing at half past 12. Well, the women are playing at half past 12, which means you should be up there anyway, so you have no excuse. And we, you should be able to get to us... Uh, as soon as the match is finished. I'm just hoping it won't go to extra time and penalties, but presuming it won't, then uh, it, the timing should work beautifully for you all. So I commend it to you. Come along. You won't regret it. We'll be looking back at uh, the Madrid second leg game, of course. Be interesting to hear John's take on that, uh, having you know beaten them in the in the Cup Winners' Cup final in 71. Uh, we'll also be uh, doing a live Q&A with John as well, of course, and there'll be time to meet him, uh, have a chat with him personally, get anything signed you want signed so as i said one not to miss the uh the cost of the tickets is well they're basically 20 20 pounds with a two pound booking fee and can't do anything about that it's not up to me uh, and they are on sale at ticketweb.uk and i will put this uh i will put a link up on our twitter and facebook and instagram pages so you you know where to go but as i said get on it uh, you remember that's limited there's only it's a very small capacity so you know they will sell out so don't don't dither Get on it right away. Uh, I can't wait. Really looking forward to it. And I'm really looking forward to part two, which will be coming up in a minute. JK. Yes, Chidge. You know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly? Oh, yes. Oh. Well, I think I found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN, and it allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds great. How do they do that? Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. But uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Arsenal fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast in off the post with Stanford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd and uh, lovely emails from you so far this week. This is what this show's all about. You write in, get things off your chest. Uh, it's kind of like a, an agony aunt column, really, isn't it, this show, do you think? Instead of, instead of getting a letter from us back. Well, perhaps we should do well, this that. This is our it's version just... of the letter back. We're saying, well, Indeed, you know, it is. It is. Yeah, I think it I like would take that. too much time for us to write a letter back. But yeah, isn't that interesting? Because of the of the modern technology, we're now getting a, you're getting a, a, a physical response from us in a vocal response from us as opposed to a letter because we'd be in a paper wouldn't we and we'd be saying you know yeah dear james giffen well 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 we dear agree. james don't worry it'll be okay it'll be okay have we a drink and a lie down <laughs> i mean do you know what this is not this is not new as ever with the fan cast it's been going so fecking long that nothing is new we used to do this in the old days before you actually we used to call it dear dear mart Mark, Dr. Mart was the Chelsea fancast's first agony art. People used to write in to Dear Mart, and D- Dear Mart would proffer sage advice, or not, as the case may be. So there you go. It's nothing nothing new in this business. Right, uh, we've got a few more emails to read out in part two. The first one is from our, our great mate, Barrett Duperon, my favourite name, I think, of all time. Uh, hello, Chidge and JK. To bastardise a quote from Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, now, eventually... You might have football tactics in your in your football match, right? Well, if what Potter says is true and the lads gave everything, absolutely everything, then that means he is admitting what we already know. Potter doesn't know what he's doing and he has to go. Hopefully by the time you read this, they have already put us all out of our misery and sent him packing. It's the hope that kills you. Well, Absolutely, Barrett. That's exactly what happened. You know what? I was going to call uh, the show on Monday had, you know, had they not fired him on Sunday. Please put him out of our misery. <laughs> or put him out of our misery. Because that's how it felt. Anyway, uh, to finish with a Jurassic Park quote from Chelsea's lifetime president, the late Lord Dickie Attenborough. I really hate that man. Thanks for everything and up the chels, Barrett Duperon. I think hate's a bit of a strong word, Barrett, to be fair. I mean, you know, he's an idiot. Well, he's not an idiot. He just doesn't work for us, really. That's the simple thing of it. But, uh, yeah, it's football and it evokes strong passions, mate. Uh, lovely to hear from you, as ever. Um, and he'll probably go with Leicester, won't he? Go no, he Leicester. said no, I think. He said no, has he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, must have been, he must have been offered it then. Yeah, he was. He turned it down. Wow, he needs a break. I mean, he, he clearly does. I mean, he, he was, he was. I mean, I don't know about you. I'm trying to think if ever I've, if I've ever done. I mean, this sounds really quite arrogant because I'm not off the bottle. I am, in fact, the special one. No, um, I, I you know, it. What is the Peter principle? Have you heard about the Peter principle? Yes, remind me though. Okay, it's where you get promoted to your own level of incompetence. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just trying to think if I've ever got into a job where I was just completely and utterly out of my depth and gone, oh, fuck. But actually, I really, 
I really don't think I have. I mean, I've 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 taken things on which I've had no right to do and just fucking bullshitted my way through it. So maybe that's the difference between me and Potter. I'm a much better bullshitter and blagger than he is. I've been in various acting jobs where I've felt this is beyond me. This is too much stress. And you've then luckily you're with an acting job. You're only in it for a, a, a brief period. But I think there are some actors I know who've signed on for big contracts for jobs in the West End and hated it and have found it too nerve wracking. But once again, that has it is finite because it's six months or something or till they try and renew the contract. But um, but yeah, to be in something where the stress is uh, 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 the stress is unbearable, which I think is what was happening with him, actually. Yeah, I agree. He didn't yeah. look well. I mean, uh, I mean, on a, on a human level, J.K., serious, serious point, on a human level, I really feel for the guy because, you know, he's, he's a good guy. He's one of the good guys, but he's bitten off more than he can chew. Now, OK, you could say, well, don't take the bloody job then. Well, come on. If you're if you're a professional football manager, you're going to say, yes, of course you are. You might not get, ever get a chance to manage a club like this again. You have to back yourself, don't you? But yeah. I think it's interesting, isn't it? He He drowned in it, no doubt. And I was thinking, well, I, that's never happened to me, and maybe I've been lucky. But I, I mean, the, the flip side of this is, I have been fired from most of the jobs that I've ever done. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, I was made redundant in my first job, but I was, I would have been fired anyway because I was a mouthy git. My second job, I left. In fact, funnily enough, I left at the equivalent of Brighton in the post-production world, and I went to the equivalent of Chelsea in the post-production world. And I got fired. And funnily enough, I went to go and work for the uh, the managing director who was widely admired as one of the best in the business. And he left within four months. I ended up with an absolute fuckwit who I hated. And basically, I, I, I'm a mouthy git, you know, and I just had a go. And, 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 and he got rid of me because he had more power than me. So I got fired from that one. Then I had my own business. That made no money. Then I went to another job and I left that. I left that one, so I didn't get fired from that. Uh, and then I, and that was really the last proper job I had. And then I've basically always been a freelancer. But I mean, yeah, I used to get fired a lot. But I think I'm more, a bit more. I mean, I'm not trying to say this that I'm as good as them, but I think I'm a bit more kind of like Tuchel, Mourinho, and Conte in temperament. So my reaction to in a, being in a situation that I don't like is to get angry and follow well it used to be I'm not like I've grown up a lot but I, I wouldn't like drown and be all kind of very sincere and all of that and just go oh my god I would I would act up I would say you're all fucking useless you know basically you wonder Chidge with knowing this now that we with the information we've got whether you think it might be possible that he he almost not that you know he deliberately did that team selection to get fired but that he um may have phoned up and said i want to talk about this i wouldn't and- you know what we don't know i mean i've not read anything necessarily to suggest that but you know i i'm with you i wouldn't be surprised i i think i mean because look he's he is a smart guy he's an intelligent man you know he's he's a he's an emotionally intelligent man he's also a decent chap as well i think he's got a lot of integrity which is a rare commodity in anything let alone football and he's not stupid, and I think he would have said to, to to. I mean, I think maybe a conversation was had with Baghdad and 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 Todd saying, "Look, guys, I'm sorry, but you know this is just not working." I mean, I and I really respect that you've got faith in me and you're prepared to back it, but this is stupid. This is making no sense. It's 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 not doing much for my health, my mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, it's not doing anything for the club. You you really need, we we need to end this now because it's just not it, going it, anywhere. It's- 
Isn't that resigning, though, in which case you then have you're not entitled to the package? I think I think possibly the fact that he did that, he may have done it in a way that mitigated that because they're not paying him the full whack. No, are they? No, no. you know, so well, as I said last night, as Paul said last night in the show, it might be that he, he had a, a series of um, if he went below a certain number of results, wins or something in the contract that they didn't need to pay him the, yeah. the severance pay or something. Who knows? But, I mean, know. we don't know, but it's a, it's a it's a fairly decent supposition, I think. And if if, he, if if that's true, by the way, fair play to him. I mean, yeah. you know, people people derided Kevin Keegan. We mentioned it, didn't we? We we, we invoked the Kevin Keegan uh, toys out of the pram moment. But, you know, people derided Keegan for resigning from the England job in the tunnel after losing to West Germany. But actually, with, with a lot of hindsight, they should have said, actually, that was a very honourable thing to do. Because yeah. he basically, he said, I'm not good enough and I need to go for the sake of this country. And that that takes far more balls than sticking with it and making a pig's ass out of it. Because he was essentially wasn't a Keegan appointed just on his his abilities as a footballer rather than his. Abilities. Oh no, he was a good manager at Newcastle. Nearly won the league if they hadn't melted down, or that's he true. hadn't that's melted true. down. That's true. That's true. But I, I, from what I've read about him, I, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if this is the case, but um, I think it was more uh, a kind of enthusiasm and letting the other coaches around coach Newcastle and I think he was more a kind of you know come on boys let's do it yeah you know I've talked to Les Ferdinand about Kevin Key I, I'm very fond yeah. of Les actually I used to interview him yeah. a lot when I was making telly and he would always always pitch up would always turn up to our leave uh, our rap parties as well absolutely I mean just a genuinely lovely bloke uh, knows his onions too and uh, would always we would have great banter because he knew I was a Chelsea fan. He's a big Spurs fan, but his hero was Jimmy Greaves. So I always say to him, so, see, you should have been a Chelsea fan, Les, really, you know. <laughs> and uh, But we, I got on really well with him. But he, he's told me off on air and off air a lot of very interesting stories about Keegan's time up at Newcastle. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, I think he liked to be liked a bit. Very, very found it very, very a, a real players manager, but I don't think he really liked to be disliked. And that's not a very healthy... Attitude yeah, if work, you want to be it? a manager, no, you, you you've got to be able to deal with not not being liked, mate. Yeah. Alan Smith, hi team. That's you and Meechridge. I've tried to support the new regime, including Graham Potter. Even now, I contend that the current mess the Blues are in is not really his fault. He's patently not for the job of managing the team in its current state. Somehow, I doubt too many others would have done a lot better. Not sure about that. Surely, one does not need to be an expert to see what is wrong. Bloated squad comprising a collection of individual superstars thrown together piecemeal, none of which is a recognised striker, can never compete with a good team with a solid strategy. Potter's forced to constantly chop and change the starting lineup to keep everyone happy, when surely the job of a manager is to win games, not massage egos. That's a good point, but I, um, I, I wish it was as simple as that, though, I think. Um, if only for the sake of a fresh start psychologically, surely he has to go. Well, he's gone. He's gone, Alan. We need a new start with a more sensible approach to the transfer market and team selection. Not sure going to get that <laughs> transfer market. Uh, be interesting to see who they get rid of. Um, a match day squad consists de facto of 18 players. A starting 11, five run-on subs, a backup goalkeeper and a concussion substitute, allowing for injuries, fatigue from loss form loss, suspension, etc. Squad of 22, or at most, say, 25, is all any team needs. I say select the best Chelsea starting 11 and stick with them, rather than trying to keep 31 egos happy. 
Add another 11 for cover rotation in each position, at least one of whom should be a target striker, capable of scoring goals and junk the rest. I'd list Pulisic, Zayek, Aubameyang, Lukaku, Azpilicueta, Cucurella and Koulibaly, all of whom are great players. Well, <laughs> not sure about that for some of them. They were great players with other clubs, but do not fit the current Chelsea plan as shoe-ins for this Deadwood list. And while I would love to keep Mondi, Mountain, Gallica, it seems seems we'll lose them all soon anyway, so let's just accept this. Let's have a tight, high-quality squad rather than the huge mass of players in and out of the team on a musical chairs basis. If we buy anyone else, let it be a genuine goal scorer. Harry Kane would do nicely. I think he will be up for grabs, Kane, actually. Well, if we get Pochettino. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very good point. Yeah. yeah. It'd be an interesting side if you get Kane and Pochettino with all the Encantes fit and you've got Chilwell and James. Um, because that's the thing is that we keep going about that. I keep going on about James and Chilwell and Kante, but um, they're top, top players, you know, and you just think, well, actually, if Fernandes is a top player. Fernandes is a top player. Let's. Uh... Fernandes is Argentinian, as is Pochettino. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Pochettino coming in. I think you just get the best manager you can, you know, if you think it's going to work. Um, anyway, if ever we find a squad this size isn't enough on a short-term basis, surely that's what the academy is for. Frankly, I'm sick of hearing about the project trademark and laying the groundwork and transitional phrases. I think it's phases, actually. OK, it's great that 20 years from now, when our nursery players are on solid food, we'll be winning the Intergalactic Cup and Interplanetary League. In the meantime, we're in the lower half of the table and being beaten at home by Southampton and Villa. Please, please give us our Chelsea back. By the way, the one bright spot of this disastrous season that we, at least we still have the best podcast. Oh, Alan, thanks so much. Thanks. So thanks, guys, for keeping Blues fans sane. Well, I think we've, I thought last night's show, if you had to listen to that, Alan, was uh, was was brilliant in terms of going through everything. I mean, I I'm, I, I disagree with you about um, who we'll get rid of because I mean, also we're starting again, aren't we? Um, it'd be interesting. Really, the the manager needs to come in for me ASAP to be able to look at the players to get an idea well, of I if they perfect, are, have perfect. this. Yeah, ten have matches. This, get, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have this get in now. Get in now. Then he's got the people he thinks he doesn't think are up to the mark or for his plan. Then they get rid of them in the summer because they've got to get rid of people. I mean, I agree. Pulisic, Zayek, Aubameyang, Lukaku, Lukaku. This, this, they were there was thought that work this week about will he be able? Will Will does Potter like him? You know, oh God, help. Um, Aspi is you know his legs have gone. Um, Cucurella is is unfortunately we were hoping he'd turned the corner and then he makes a, an error like that. And Gulabali similarly is is there are too many too many errors. You know, you think well this can't carry on, can it? Um, but also, I think if you're playing silver, silver gets back to fitness pretty soon. You've then got the centre-halves and also, bizarrely, Fafana, who once again is injured. I mean, for goodness sake. I thought he was just a temporary injury. And then he misses the game again. and then. But also, this whole thing that Potter used to do of, of managing them, which I actually think was... was slightly counterproductive because and we were very keen on well he's been injured he must give him a go and you think well yeah okay that's possibly the case but let's see them play let's see them come on if they're injured and they're coming back because occasionally they'd be on the subs bench and not come back and then you think well they and then the excuse would be well they haven't had game time you think oh you know when some players are capable of of coming back and playing they're good enough um 
But yeah, I, I, I agree completely. Pulisic, Zaya, Aubameyang, Lukaku, Aspilla, Quetta. Not sure about what would happen with Cucurella and Kulabale. He might play better under a new manager. And I think Mandi, and I think um, actually, I actually think um, uh, Kepa will go as well. Mountain Gallica. Mount may go because he's homegrown. It might fit the budget. And, you know, but once again, new managers coming in. I think everything has to be reappraised. Everything. Um, uh, or uh, or perhaps they've made a decision already, which I think would be the worst thing to do. And they're going to sell all the players and then get the manager in. That would be awful, wouldn't well, it? But uh, they yeah. on the stats, Chidge. Maybe stats gurus making this decision. Oh, fuck the stats, mate. But I mean... I know it's a bit. I know. I don't look. I. I. I having had a. I mean. I think the best person would be Carlo Ancelotti. You know why I said that. Mm. But I really mm. don't think it's going to happen. So. No. The, I think the best person available for the situation we are in. I do think it's Pochettino actually, and I know it sounds like heresy to say it, but I explain. Let me explain why. He's got oodles of Premier League experience and Champions League experience now because of his PSG experience. He did get Tottenham to the semi-final of a Champions League. I know he never won Tottenham anything, but nobody's fucking won Tottenham anything, <laughs> you know, for fuck's sake. Um, but the other, the, the real, the real deal maker for me is the fact that, you know, he will he will work with what he's got, and he will, I think, bring people from the academy through. So you know, if I was Pochettino and I'm getting interviewed, I'd be saying, right, I've looked at your squad. This is who you need to get rid of now. This is who you need to keep. And this is who you can bring in from those you've got on loan who are quite tasty. And I will work with that. Yes, we need a defensive midfielder. Go and get Rice. Yes, we need a striker. Go and get. I'll, let's go and get Harry Kane, Let's for, for sake of argument. But I will work with what, what I've got. And I'll do a good job. And I think that's what we need. I don't, if, we, if we throw the baby out with the bathwater again... It's just more fucking chaos, but on an even greater scale than it has been before. And whilst I'll sit here and I'll defend the Roman Abramovich era to the hilt, one of the things that was, you know, really destructive about it was that, you know, this was a this was a factor in, in him getting rid of managers all the time. You would end up with these bloated squads full of the previous managers' uh, players. And, and, and it's in a sense, we've got that that's being now compounded by Bowley bringing in all these players, some of whom won't make the grade, and they're all on fucking six to eight year contracts. So, I, you know, I think Pochettino would be the best manager for that situation. I think if you bring in somebody else, they're going to want to rip it up, start again, and, and that'll just be more chaos. Yeah, I agree completely, Judge. Yeah, yeah. Well expressed. Hey, thank you. All right, go. So it makes a difference when I'm doing a show when I'm not absolutely on my knees exhausted, isn't it? The brain actually you, you, works. You and me both. I know, mate, I know. Things we do for this football club, I don't know. Uh, right, the absolutely bloody marvellous George Spencer with his weekly email. What would we do without your emails, George? I have to say. Good old George. Good old Good George. Good old George. There's salt of the earth, mate. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, Lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Anyway, dear Chidgy and JK. Very formal, George. Uh, by the time this is read out, you might have found an answer to the question that has been on the lips of all the fans. What the fuck was that? Uh, do you know what, I'm not convinced we have. Anyway, once again, we were left toothless by poor team selection. Four wide men in a back five left holes big enough to drive the 705 to Weymouth through. And as such, it was no surprise when we were exposed at the back and Villa took the lead. With Paddy Power slashing the odds from 5-1 to one to 13-8 to eight as I was trying to place a bet, do you think that the government said that the new owners had to make us shit 
Well, as a matter of fact, George, I do. But that's for another day, that tin tinfoil hat theory. It certainly feels like it. To make matters worse, Winchester City's 4-0 hammering of Beaconsfield <laughs> last Saturday was negated yesterday by another heavy defeat. Not by their scheduled opponents, Western Supermare, but by the Met Office, forcing me to look elsewhere. Thank goodness for the groundsman at Dartford, enabling me to attend their 4-0 thrashing of Dulwich Hamlet. And this is before we have to see Anthony Taylor on Tuesday. My patience has long gone, especially with the news that Julian Nagelsmann is now available. Unfortunately, so is Brendan Rogers. To Graham Potter, I echo the words of Clement Attlee. In the name of God, go! And to Todd Bowley, I echo the words of our late 1980s protester in Trafalgar Square. Potter, Potter, Potter! Out, out, out! Until next time, up the Chelsea. Brilliant email, George. Fantastic, mate. And um, yeah, well, you know, if you, you look on the bright side, mate. Thanks to the Met Office, Winchester didn't have a, a Western super mare. Budum tush. Um, I, I always feel that my my rendition of the Death Eaters in uh, um, in the Harry Potter game is rather pertinent, isn't it? As in Potter. Put down your wand, because he has. Indeed, his <laughs> wand has been put down. You know what? Uh, Pierre on the Discord group, I missed a fucking trick here, but Pierre on the Discord group uh, said, before we recorded on Monday, you should call the show Expelliarmus. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought, fuck yeah, that would have been brilliant. But there we go. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Well, we did. I think we made references when we got him, didn't we? We had some some uh, Harry Potter references. That we did. We did. From that. So yeah, perhaps yeah. But uh, I liked your end of an. Well, era. no, that was Martin. I was determined to get there. He, Martin was the first to say that, and then, as I you said, are. Henry Winter and Barney Roney. Barney yeah. Roney both nicked it. Barney Roney is a, a brilliant writer. I just love his uh, the images he comes up with. Uh, what was that? I can't remember what he was relating Chelsea to, um, but uh, it Bedlam. was yes, it was just horrendous. Anyway. Um, hi, Chidge and Jonathan. This is from Mark Smith. Thanks, Mark, for writing. I think I'm becoming bored with football, not because we're not winning on a regular basis, because I know so much more about a match, but feel so little. From possession percentage, tackles won, number of passes, metres run, player hotspots and awful goals expected. I'm surprised we don't know the collective weight of the team, their combined height and total number of tattoos. I suspect they do. I think these stats people do that. And they'll say, yes, he's got a, a go faster tattoo, so he's a bit quicker. Um, he's got a big stripe down his back, not a yellow one. Uh, I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Long gone are the days when you only heard on the radio or later saw on TV final score whether your team had won, lost or drawn. Um, in my day, a pigeon would come along with the result. If we were lucky enough to see your team play live, you could see it. You could see here and feel the passion or lack of it. Even when highlights started being shown, you could get a sense of this. This was true when you could see an entire match live on TV. But now watching a match on TV, the commentary is generally full of all the statistics and what the match means to either team, the manager, the club for the present and following seasons, not to forget the run-through of each player's history and future. But I'm not getting from this current set of players. It cannot be called a team. It's any consistent feeling of enjoyment no matter if we win, lose or draw. I'm sure I'm sure I'm not alone. Keep up the great work. Really enjoy the podcast. Goes from strength to strength. Up the chills, Mark Smith. Love, lovely words, Mark. Love it. Lovely. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's become a, 
is the fact that they start the matches on TV an hour beforehand, uh, and they want you somehow to experience the whole process and all the the elements of the. It. it I mean, I. I uh, when I go to Chelsea, I still try and get there as late as possible just to go and watch the match. Um, uh, I, 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 that's all I've done since I was little. But uh, um, uh, and but I'm occasionally drawn into uh, uh, wanting to enjoy it with all the people that I I know now as a consequence of doing the podcast. So. Um, but uh, um, uh, my life is such as I frequently, my intentions are always, the other day, Chich, I was going to come to the cock, met somebody in the street coming out of the tube who was a, an actor, writer, and we <laughs> talked for 45 minutes, and I thought, oh, God, I've ruined the moment now. I was going to go and see everybody in the cock. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, this, this uh, it, I, I, I fear we're in even for even more stats the more this goes on, and I think, I think the... The very fact that Potter said, didn't he, uh, that the expected goals from Villa when they got the corner was wasn't that ratio was just absolutely. I, I think that was evidence of a fried, scrambled mind. Yeah, mind, wasn't it? Wasn't it? The fact he came out with that was so dreadful. Rather than thinking, well, actually, we ought to defend the corners better. You know, somebody should have been out on the edge of the area with McGinn, shouldn't they? You it know? must be very hard, mate. I mean, if if it was you or me in there to be sitting there thinking, I've got to say something other than what i'm feeling if you and i were sitting there we'd be saying yeah it was fucking shit wasn't it yes yes and, and you can't do that as a manager no. or maybe you no. can i don't know but you can't really you can't you, one thing you know you shouldn't really ever throw the players under the bus because yeah. we know yeah. that that's just yeah. not gonna work yeah 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 um but uh you know there is i mean i mean i don't know too you see i know we always go back to Tuchel. we 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 we've still got a lot of love for him and his communication well, the fact skills that he's been snaffled up by by Bayern, yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the best teams in the world just but, shows you exactly and they did it early in but, case somebody else got it yeah but he he could be angry he could be angry with a performance and a post match presser without throwing the players under the bus yes, if you remember yes, i've seen yes. him spitting in post matches saying yes, it was not good yes. enough it was really rubbish but he would say, we've got to do better. And I'll be getting that across, you know. But he wouldn't say, and such and such is a twat, and such and such is a twat. And, such. and you yeah, can't do yeah. that because you got you no, need no, these guys no. on your side because you might have to play them next week. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. But, but inside but I, the dressing room, I'm sure he fucking killed them. But wasn't there a, a, a theory that, that on one occasion they played so dreadfully in the first half and he just came in and, and, and it, it, it was, he was too nice almost, some of the players were saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I if, if I was a manager and they were that bad, I would just go in there and I would just look at them with utter look of filth and contempt, shake my head and just fucking walk out and leave him <laughs> in. in no, you're not even, you're, you're so fucking shit, I'm not even going to waste any breath ranting at you. So fucking <laughs> deal with that. Walk off. You see, I'm, I'm wasted, mate. I should be made the manager, really, shouldn't I? You and me both. I'd be put inside a mental hospital within a week, I expect. But there you go. Or somebody else would. Anyway. Um, yeah, Mark, that's a lovely email. Mate, I, I, do you know what? I mean, just to pick up on what JK was saying. I mean, this is so true. I mean, it was, it was really not enjoyable watching that match at all on Saturday. I sat there just deflated with the minute Villa scored I knew what was I knew the writing was on the wall I knew I knew what was going to happen I got momentarily excited when Chile scored and thought hello 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 and of course that was ruled out by nonsensically uh, by the referee and I just sat there with my arms folded it was just it was just miserable I saw a really funny image which nobody's picked up on actually when I watched the highlights when uh, when Watkins scored and you could see all the people in the Matthew Harding 
and almost to a man, everybody had their arms folded. <laughs> and I just thought, what a brilliant image that is, because as you know, everybody knows arm, arms folded is a is is a wonderful body language sign of being really fucked off and disin and just like, Bleh. you know, it's, or, or cold, chidge, or yeah, cold. Yeah, well, no, they, it wasn't cold, mate. They were. No, fucked, I, know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But everybody had their arms behind the goal. They had their arms folded, like <laughs> looked like they're chewing a, a bulldog chewing a wasp. And I thought, well, that is it. That's where we are. And it's just not a pleasurable experience watching this team at all. They don't score many goals. Goals are the lifeblood of enjoyment of football because you lose your shit and you leap up and down. You kiss whoever's next to you. You let out. All of those endorphins are, are released when we score. That's why we go. We don't score enough bloody goals. We don't see enough creative play. We don't see, you know, all the things that get you excited about watching football we don't get we don't even get decent fucking shithousery which makes you giggle or go ha ha you don't get any of that because we're far too nice there's very little to enjoy watching them and i have to say for the likes of us who are lucky to go every other week we get all the pre i mean not tone i mean i had i mean there's a photograph kicking around of me and tony together great big grins on our faces before the game it's just a delight to be with all these people that we know before a game uh so we get that we I, I mean honestly i had a great day on saturday apart from the football and even at the football even though it was awful watching it i still had a great chat with the lads who sit in front of me and a lovely chat with john who sits down the road from me because we all had a good moan together about what was going on and that's actually quite enjoyable because you've got like-minded people but the football as they say up in scotland can get to fuck <laughs> anyway Rant over. Ah, okay. Short but sweet email to finish off the show. The lovely Kendall Douglas, who we know very well, has written in many, many times, and actually, he's he's just kind of he's, he's just kind of summarised in, in far less words than me what I was saying. Chelsea ruined my day Saturday, then made my day Sunday. It's a Chelsea thing. Wouldn't have it any other way. Now let's clobber Liverpool up the Chelsea, my friends. Kendall, what a, a perfect email to end the show today because it is is this we're up and down like a yo-yo it's always been the way at chelsea and uh i am about to upload this show and then i'm off to the bridge to go and see his clobber liverpool so perfectly put kendall i think jk yes excellent excellent uh um almost a ps to the whole of the letters well done mm. very good afraid. letters again as always this week um you know what to do if you want to uh, get your letters read out on in off the post uh, more usually in off the post than on the main show these days because we get so many basically and we want to do them justice but uh, send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com and uh, i mean you can message us on patreon or discord or uh, twitter or facebook of course but uh, the main vehicle is the email address chelseafancast at gmail.com so uh, we will be back soon. In fact, actually, we will be back. JK and I will be back, certainly. And I still haven't done the schedule because everything's getting in the way, but I will do soon. Uh, we will be back on Friday for the preview show and we'll be looking back at the Liverpool match, of course. And uh, we will be uh, also previewing Saturday's match against the Wolves, won't we, JK? We will. I'm going. I'm going to that. Are you now? Yes. Good man. I'd, I quite fancy that, but my wife will kill me. I've, I've, you know she's feeling a bit footballed out at the moment so uh, and uh, and there you go and there's something I haven't told her yet which I'm about to tell you in a minute off air but uh, anyway very quickly if you like what we do you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron and help us cover the cost of running all the shows we do and continue doing them as well uh, it, it, it's very simple you just donate a little bit of money every month 
Uh, and you do that by going to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And if you do that, you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner and, of course, can join aforementioned discord group which is great fun actually there's loads of like-minded people in there many of whom listen to us live on mixler on a monday and a friday uh really good bunch it's, it's like a sensible version of twitter basically so it's it's great fun um the banners are great as well there's no pressure i mean i love i love you all you don't, you don't have to join patreon to prove that um i love you all equally anyway but it's lovely it does help out uh, so there we go. You can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Jonathan at Jonathan Kid, me at Stamford Chidge. There we go. Jonathan, a, an absolute pleasure as always. It's uh, it's gone. It's it's gone. It's it's gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. gone. It's the end of the show, mate. It's definitely show. gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's been great fun. Thank you very much. No, pleasure, man. Um, Lovely to see you as always. I might I might see you later. You never know. I'm still debating whether I might get the train up or the car. I'm just about to go and figure out what time the trains go. I'm trying to work out when to leave. Uh, I've got um, my my younger daughter is turning up with her mother at from Penzance later on. So um, I've, I've got to I hope to meet them here. But then I'm meeting my elder daughter um, uh, down at the bridge at 6.45. So I'm trying to work out what timing is. So uh, if I am, will, will you be in the cock? I have no idea. It's always a bit fluid uh, on an evening match, but just ping right, well, me a message. And um, Mark said that um, uh, if he was around to chat to him about, he has some info on the sacking. Oh, yes, he did tell me that too. He's telling everybody yeah, yeah. that. There'll be so many people at the stall. The police yeah. will move us on. You'll just have think to it's hand a demonstration. Yes, yes, they will. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, all right, uh, mate. May see you later. If not, enjoy the game as always. And, uh, and of course, well, I'll see you on Friday. So I look forward to that. Excellent. Me too. Thank you. All right, you lot. Lovely stuff. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. See you Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! Bruno Salter's blue white army. Bruno Salter's blue white army. Bruno Salter's blue white army. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.